Mike Livingston, sports editor of the Evening Times and uh, Arkansas Razorback superfan. Joined, as always, by my main man, Logan Livingston. What's up, everybody? And we're also joined by a very special guest, none other from uh, Salem County, Colby Yarbrough. Hey, guys. How's it going? Appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, no problem, oh, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you taking time out from your your wife and your job and everything to to come on with us. Uh, I was just sitting home in my underwear getting ready for Monday Night Football. So, <laughs> who watches um, the NFL anyway? That's lame. I do, I do. I have to have something else to tide me over on Sundays and Mondays throughout the week. So, uh, and the, the NFL. I need something to recover from Saturday because that was devastating. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're going to transition into that. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, this hogcast, <laughs> then you're probably a fan of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team. I just assume everybody is because everybody should be. That's a good point. Um, that also means you probably watched Saturday's uh, American football contest against the Texas A&M Aggies, uh, a game that we had well in hand, 28-14, until – Goodness, when do they even score? It I mean, was like it was, 10 minutes in, man. 10 minutes left, and they, they went on a 21-0 run to just destroy us. I don't know how it happened. Still in awe, really. Arkansas is rolling along at 28-14, looking like they're going to cl- close out their biggest win of the of the Club Burt era by Club far. Burt. And Texas A&M scored their final three touchdowns on five total plays. They were just going through Arkansas's defense as though it wasn't there. And... Um, you know, it obviously was a painful. It's it's painful to lose. Okay, it's painful to lose the way you lost like that. We're gonna go to Colby first because he's being real quiet, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not condoning that that attitude, Colby. What's your mindset like? Um, you know, kind of mixed emotions. I hate how it ended. You know, but for the first, you know, three almost our end of the fourth quarter, I was really impressed with how the defense held them and how we were able to run the ball and just kind of I thought we were in control of the game, and that's just kind of frustrating. I felt like we were the better team for almost the whole game until, you know, the, the end. Yeah, predominantly we were the better team. I mean, we had five or six different chances to ice the game. We just couldn't put it away. I don't know if you can blame that on fatigue, blame that on mentality. I don't know what you blame it on, but we just couldn't think, get it done. We had all the opportunities in the world to beat them, and we just couldn't get it done, man. Just couldn't do it. I think it's a combination of depth, you know, toward the end. You could tell that the defensive backs were getting kind of tired, and, you know, mm-hmm. they don't know how to win, I don't think, yet. Yeah. I will say this, man. The secondary – was amazing for like three fourths of the game. I was like totally impressed. We were making plays on the ball for the first time since I've been watching the Razorbacks almost. Our secondary has always been bad, but they really stepped up until obviously the fourth quarter when the wheels fell off. I, I think it's the first time I didn't. The last couple of games, you know, watching a Razorback game, you know, yelling at the defensive back to turn around. Yeah, I mean, we were deflecting balls like crazy. We got a bunch of stops on third down, getting hands on the ball, and we even got an interception, which was I haven't yeah. seen one of those in so long. Yeah, we uh, you know, we we touched on the fourth quarter there, and that was obviously all a uh, and M. And there's an interesting stat here: um, uh, Arkansas was zero of six on third down conversion in the fourth quarter in overtime. However, before that, we were five of nine in the first three quarters. Yeah, um, that'll get so you it beat. seems like that'll <laughs> exactly, you know. So you're able to click along and move the ball. We actually had more first downs on a and M, twenty two to twenty one. Um, third down efficiency, we were 5 of 15, they were 4 of 13. But again, 0 of 6 in the fourth and overtime, it's probably a combination of the depth, but it's also a combination of not moving the chains, yeah. which is was sort of my, you know, it just seemed like we didn't go anywhere in the fourth quarter and overtime, and that's why. We're going three yeah. and out the whole time. We only had one good drive in the fourth quarter, and it, and it ended in a missed field goal. So, you know. Yeah, I, I think on that, like the running plays, one was like 17 yards, and another one was like 12 to 15. And, I mean, we were, we were just running down their throats, and it almost looked yeah, like Jim. the game was about to give up. And then 
you know, they botched that snap, and then it's yeah. kind of just, you know, put us behind the chains, and we're just not a team to, you know, second and long to come, you know, do anything really. We're yeah, not those, built for that. Those two botched snaps really killed us. You know, the first one, we mm-hmm. lost a fumble. Uh, as we were driving, we were at, like, the 40-yard line, I think, and they had no signs of stopping. We were we were running all over them early on. Um, and then, obviously, the last snap, you know, it gets us behind the chains, and we end up having to try to kick a field goal, and we all know how that ended. And, we had and you that- know what's amazing? Go, Go ahead, Colts. You got it, Chuck. No, you got it. I was saying we had two penalties that, you know, brought back touchdowns, and neither one of them would affect the play. Hunter Henry is wide open in that one, and the other one, you know, the trip, you know, that was away from the ball. And then we had the two botched snaps we were driving. So that's, you know, arguably at least 14 points. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. We had so many opportunities to ice the game, like multiple times. You, You pick any one of those. If any one of those go differently, we probably win the football game. And, and our cornerbacks and safeties, they had a bunch of missed interceptions, too. I, th- I count, like, three, I think. Yeah, those. Ellis Brooks Ellis had, like, two right in his hands that he just couldn't come down with. Yeah, Brooks, uh, Brooks is sort of getting a reputation for his stone hands. He's been knocking um. I'm just glad they're making yeah, yeah. plays on the ball. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, right. you got to come down with some of those, man, because that's, that's a game changer. Oh, yeah. You know, you talked about the missed field goal. I thought that was a, a huge pl- – I mean, just not even in light of how everything was. It just – it sort of left the door open for A&M to keep believing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're a team that can play from behind. Uh, I say that because, you know, they throw the ball around. <laughs> they, scored, they, threw for, they scored two touchdowns in, like, three plays. So, <laughs> in, in, in uh, Yeah, in, in like a, a millisecond. They threw for 386 yards. Uh, 182 of them were in the first three quarters. 204 in the fourth quarter, and their one overtime snap on offense. Yeah, it's, can, uh, can, I mean, can, you can't can you wrap that. your mind around that? No, I mean I can't. I mean I'm pretty like, like Big B. Like we we talk about my dad all the lot. Like he's always pretty you know on the ground about games and stuff. But he thought it was over. Like he was convinced it was over. As was I. I mean until the wheel started, I still can't believe the wheels fell off. I really can't. Like. I'm, Funny story. I was a. Uh, I went and covered the uh, Memphis Ole Miss game on Saturday. So I'm I'm watching us in the Grove and I'm getting excited and, you know, we're rolling along and um, I uh the the, the fake punt. People thought that I was a maniac. I did a victory lap around the Grove. <laughs> the punter uh, from down under. The the punter from down under. Man, he looked like a he looked like uh, Earl Campbell trucking that uh, poor <laughs> way to, safety. Way to put that guy in the backfield, man. He can run. He can lead, lead Walker. So we're up 28-14. We're rolling and. You know, we we get we missed a field goal, and then AM scores, and then we go three and out. And um, I, I felt good until we got ready to punt the ball. And at that exact moment, I uh, I grabbed my things. I had a backpack and a, a camera, and I just I bolted for the uh, the Va- for Vaughn Hemingway Stadium to go to the game. You know, there was about probably 25 minutes for the game, but I could see the stadium from where we were at in the Grove. Mm-hmm. And um, and everybody's like, "What's going on? The game's on over." I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I gotta go. I gotta leave. And everybody's just like, "What's wrong with this nut job?" But plenty, as it turned out, plenty as it turned out. Um, and I went up there and I um, actually got into the press box just in time to see us get stuffed on a fourth and whatever it was on the last run. Yeah, um, uh, you know, and it was it was, it was, it was difficult. Uh, I haven't said that. Uh, we had our chances. We haven't had our chances a lot under under Club Burt. I mean, obviously, even just this year, mm-hmm. we traveled to Auburn and we really just got lambasted uh i mean you know i mean first half was was all right but it wasn't like this so um it was probably not quite as good as auburn but they're no slouch either i'll say this like we're getting maybe it's just like a gradual thing you know we played i talked to you guys about this in our group message that we always keep up to date um you know we played a good half of football against auburn we played a good three quarters against a&m maybe we're you know slowly but surely getting to be able to play a complete game against a solid team 
Right, and again, you know, Alabama's coming up. I think it's too tall in order. Uh, oh yeah, Alabama's can... Alabama and Mississippi State are about the only two on the schedule that I think that are I don't that I wouldn't say that we at least have a small chance of winning. I agree. And uh, you know, and again at this point, you know, and I don't know what to make of Missouri, and we'll talk about all that. But as far as the A and M game, um, it was it was fun. It was it was it was a lot of fun because um, you know we were there, we're in the national spotlight again, we're holding our own, and we actually even. You know, I mean, ha- had more than enough chances to win the game, yeah. um, and it's just been a while. You know, it's, I mean, it's probably been the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I haven't uh, felt like that was that was the most demoralizing loss I felt like since the LSU game that year, because like it, we were we were up twenty eight fourteen back in like nineteen sixty seven. As me and Charlie like to to throw back to those days. Yeah, yeah, Ken Hatfield uh, muffed a punt, I think. <laughs> That's how long ago it felt. We were up twenty eight fourteen. Like man, like. It's been a long time. Unbelievable. And, and it happened so fast. But again, at, at this point, you know, and you know, the SEC losing streak, I, I feel like it is going to end this year. You know, um, I, I feel like this is a mentally, I feel like this is a mentally tough team. I feel like they've, um, so you how, know, they, they, so how many, go sh- ahead. how many shots do you think Club Burt was going to take if he won that game after the game at at, at the they press conference? They, they, they might have started. They might have started. Like that might have been why the thing went south. Like I think I'm under the assumption that Jim Chaney coaches every game drunk, drinking God, vodka. Jim Chaney is an anomaly at. to me, man. Like just a complete... Chaney, he coaches a really good game, and he'll just make kind of just like your yeah. Own. Like our offense looks so good, and the play calling spot on, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he'll just throw some crazy stuff at you. I would, I just he's a he's an anomaly. Hey, I wonder if he's like that in other aspects of his life. Like he's at home with his wife and things are cruising along and she's making him dinner and, you know, and he's doing the laundry and stuff. And all of a sudden, like he, it just, it's going too well. And he just dumps like a, a vat of salsa into the, into the wash clothes. Like, I wonder if that's what he's just like. And she's like, she's like, Jim, what are you doing? He's, he's like, I'll do what I want. It's my house. Mm-hmm. Like, th- like, does he like that? Like, is he the type of guy who gets pulled over and like the cops about to let him go and he just starts calling him a pig. Like I, I really want to, I want to, I want a documentary on Jim Chaney. Uh, I, to, I told Logan the other day, I can see why Tennessee ran him off, you know, and he, he, he assumed that, you know, the whole staff got fired, which is probably what happened. But yeah. Tennessee I, certainly I would, didn't keep I would say right now, he's probably one of the uh, worst uh, staff members on the team. I mean, honestly, I mean, I feel good about the new defensive coordinator, Rob Smith. I feel like we've made some, we've made I some, love his scheme. yeah, I love his scheme. We've <laughs> made, we've made some improvements, some improvements that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, obviously the offensive line coach stud running back coach stud. Gotcha. Um, Colby. So what do you feel was the biggest positive you think from, uh, from the game Saturday? You know, honestly, the secondary for three quarters, and I was also, you know, thinking, you know, the D line got a bunch of pressure on Kenny Hill, and A and M's got a really good offensive line. You know, for the last two years they put in a top five uh, draft pick on, from a yeah. tackle perspective or spot, and you know, this year's supposed to be just as good. I know a bunch of uh, uh, rankings at the beginning of the year had them like top three in the SEC as far as offensive line, and I thought we. Or for the, at least the first half, looked really oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Flowers and Phylon were getting after those guys, man. Um, again, oh my, oh my, we didn't see <laughs> we didn't see much pressure in the second half. Again, I don't know if that's a depth issue. I don't know if they they figured us out a little bit, but um, yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. The D line looked good. The secondary looked good until that fourth quarter meltdown. Um, and Brent Allen, you know, in the first half, um, on third, he had some third down um, completions that were tight coverage, you know, one one coverage, and he he just zipped it in there. Yeah, um, actually, it, actually it, saw it, someone uh, uh, on a uh, on his press conference today talking very well about Brandon Allen, saying that he hit some hit some good passes and coverage that were actually pretty well covered, um, and he was efficient in what he did, man. I mean, what was he, fifteen to twenty two? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, about, he had about two touchdown. bills. Yeah, I mean. Well, but like, but you know, the problem, and again, and maybe it's Brandon, maybe it's it's Cheney. You know, it's just we've got to. When it comes down to moving the chains, mm-hmm. you know, again that when teams decide to take that away, and again, I, I don't know whose fault it is. I'm not in these meetings. I, I'm going to yeah. assume it's Cheney from now on. Like I, mean, I, I sort of flipped. I really do think that it might be a scheme thing because Brandon hits the passes that he's given. You know what I mean? The plays that are called, he hits his passes. I mean, he did miss some overthrows so far this season, but I mean, A and M he played pretty lights out. I mean, for the most part, uh, he didn't get us beat. He has only thrown one pick all year. I mean, he's making smart yeah. decisions. He's making smart decisions. I mean, he was averaging like a pick six per game last year. So, oh, yeah, yeah. there's some definite yeah. improvement. I mean, definite improvement. I don't you know. know. That probably has a lot to do with the offensive line. I will say that because they're they're not getting to him. Like they're never getting to him. Yeah, I think he's, they've given up one sack this year, and I think last year they gave up one or two. They led the SEC in, uh, you know, sacks giving up. So. Yeah, the one sack that they actually did get to Brandon, he threw a pick. So yeah. <laughs> so it's the worst of both worlds. When, when he gets sacked, it's on. Like, yeah, it's on for the so team. if we see him getting sacked, you might as well just go ahead and turn out the lights. And, and call Vern Lundquist up and get him <laughs> oh, to stay at your my. house for the night. Oh, uh, you know, I, it, it's amazing to me, and, and, I, and I'm guilty of this too. You know, we talked about the missed field goal earlier, and obviously it was a killer just because you've got three more points in regulation. Yeah, I forgot how much um, I missed Zach Hawker until that happened. I was like, I really wish Zach Hawker was out here right now because I was like, I'm so scared. You know he's going to bang that thing through. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zach Hawker would have hit that 99 times out of 100. And we're talking about a 31-28 Arkansas win as opposed to a 35. But it, it's amazing how, uh, to me – how uh, how smart a coaching staff is depending on something like that happens. Like if we hit that kick, we probably win the game. I don't get into win probabilities and all that, but if we hit the kick, we win the game, and you know it's a big win, and we're probably ranked today, and we're talking about fifteen, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean it's a bit. It's the biggest win since the. I mean, really before the Cotton Bowl, I would argue. I'd argue. You know, I mean, yeah, it, the Cotton Bowl was a nice win, but it. But you know, and now like. Now we're sitting here, we're, we're doubting things again. You know, and again, I'm definitely guilty of it. You know, and it's like we were that close to playing. You know, and depending on what you think about A&M, I think they're about the third, maybe the fourth best team in the in the West, uh, right there with Ole Miss somewhere. But, mm-hmm. um, but we're, you know, they're in the hunt. We're in the hunt against them. And I honestly, I, I wasn't even sure how close it was going to be on Saturday. So I, it was almost like I found a twenty dollar bill in my pocket <laughs> when we were up fourteen. Yeah. Like I'm sitting there, I was like, I can't believe this happened. And like we're pulling out all the stops. We got we got the Aussie running for a fake punt. Like we're we're, th- we're throwing 50-yard touchdown passes to, to the guy who played a lot of quarterback for us last year. Like, nothing made sense. Uh, but it was it was a fun it was a fun uh, day of confusion. Yeah. So what was your – I already talked to Coley about this, but what were you most impressed with? I know before, like you just said, you were kind of doubting that we were even going to hang in that game, I think. Um, yeah, so what absolutely. Were you, so what were you most impressed about, and how are you feeling, you know, looking forward a little bit now? I've got, I've got two things. Uh Alex Collins is that dude. Oh yeah, that dude is uh, a stud. One of the best running backs yeah. to come out of Arkansas. He may he may be one of the best to ever come out of University of Arkansas. You know, if you think about it, he's never really been that guy. He looked good at the beginning of last year, but you know, Jay Will sort of took over some of those carries and things like that. And then uh, the entire offseason we're all talking about Corliss Marshall, the speedster from Osceola, and you know, Collins kinda got lost in the mix, but Alex Collins is that dude. Yeah. He is a guy that brings it. Every, runs hard. He's not real quick, but he he sure bolted for 80 yards at Texas Tech, and mm-hmm. he he threw 131 up the other day. You know, a 50 yard rush. Uh, he gets it done. You know, out, and again, even on the game's deciding play, it was just the timing wasn't there. You know, it was the most predictable play call ever, Jim Cheney. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not really that's not really his fault. I mean, Collins, Col- Alex Collins is a dude that I mean, he may not be a Darren McFadden type yet, but 
if you told me that he has, you know, well, you got to think he's only a sophomore. Next, you know what I mean? Like he's right. young. I mean, he's gonna, he's going to be back next year. You know, and again, he. Yeah, he's a different style back. Yeah, he's yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, number two, yeah, the defense. I mean, the defense you got to even even hold him to thirty five. Uh, I think in in overtime is is a it's it's almost a minor victory, and it's not like you know they were throwing a bunch of turnovers. We got one turnover from him. Um, you know, and you look at the the post game analysis. They actually A and M got up to seven point seven yards per play, but you got to think a lot of that came in the fourth quarter with those big bombs. And, yeah, well, the A and M had two hundred and four yards of offense in the fourth quarter. We had them uh, locked down until the fourth, man. We were we were we right. were physically dominating them until then. Again, two hundred four yards passing in the fourth, and then they rushed for twenty nine more yards in the fourth quarter alone. So. <laughs> Um, Spoiler alert, 300 yards in the fourth quarter will get you beat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you realize this or not, but uh, yeah. So, but no, you're you're exactly right. Uh, So the defense, yes, it was probably a depth issue. We didn't move the chains enough and keep them off the field, and they probably got worn down. But that's just one of those things that's going to happen regardless uh, of any time. We'll get that corrected. Uh, The defense, they they can hang in there with with some big dogs. Now, again, A&M's a high-powered offense. You know, Kenny Trill is not uh, Johnny Manziel, but he's – not far off. He's he's had some Johnny Manziel type games, yeah. so you know that their ceiling for that offense is a Manziel type of attack. Um, and we held them to thirty five, and you know five hundred yards of offense. You got you got to think looking forward too at the rest of the season. We probably face the two best offenses we're going to face all year. Now we will not face an offense as strong as A and M at all for the rest of the year. So you the like deep, so the LSU's offense. Oh God, LSU's offense. No, <laughs> just stop. Um, so yeah, the deep, you like them better than UAB. Uh, I think UAB might give them a run. <laughs> but no, seriously, the defensive stats, they're going to get better because, I mean, we're not going to face offenses like this ever again for the rest of the year. We just won't. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I understand, you know, 35 points and 500 yards seems bad when you consider it's A&M. And when you gets, sort of take a step back. You, you know. realize seven of them were in um, overtime, too, so really 28. You know, their averaging went like 49 a, a game. Yeah, so. they were over 50 a game before, yeah. before yesterday, Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the, they got williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina pregnant. How is, considering <laughs> oh, how man, they were throwing the ball all over the place. Oh, my. So how weak is the East, guys? I mean, really, like, I feel like we could finish no, I think we could finish no less than second over there. I read Clay Travis column today, and that's a mistake, you know, probably. Oh, I mean, Clay I Travis. Part. I like Clay for the most part. Okay, let me say that. Is Tennessee going to go uh, to the SEC championship game? They might. I'm not going to rule that out, which tells you how bad the East is. Uh, the East is – I can't figure it out because I thought Missouri, you know, they bounced back and beat South Carolina the other day. I don't know what's going on over there. You know, like everybody's still in the hunt. Um, you know, and again, it's – I mean, we catch Georgia at home. We're going to learn a lot about our team, not against Alabama because, again, Alabama's rounding into shape on their own. We're going to learn a lot about our team in that Georgia game. If we can – man, if we can still that Georgia game – we're talking bowls. We're talking, you know, we're, 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 we've got big things on our plate. Liberty Bowl. Hey, laugh at it if you will, but if you consider we're going – Bob Petrino went to Liberty Bowl his second year, and yeah, we love him. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm sold on Burt. I mean, he's made definite strides already, I feel like. I mean, I can't hate on the what product he's on, The product on the field this year is far superior to anything we've seen the last two years, and uh, which, again, you're comparing it to a John L. year and Burt's first year. Mm-hmm. So – I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sold. I, I was pretty skeptical even until even last week. Like, I was jazzed up last week, but uh, I was skeptical until Saturday. We can play. And, again, there's nothing fluky about it. You know, we went out there. We did what we do. We ran the ball. You know, 
Uh, we controlled the clock, time possession. Arkansas, 37 minutes. Texas A&M, 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. We, we, we controlled the clock. We held the ball. But that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to help our defense for the most part. And uh, that's going to be Burt Ball, and, and, that's, and that's just going to be it. And, again, that but, but that, that works. That style of ball travels, mm-hmm. and it'll work. Well, I was, and, telling, uh, I was telling Colby the other day about it. We're kind of getting a niche spot right now with everybody going to, like, the hurry-up, fast-paced offense. We're going to be the premier program for offensive linemen and running backs. I feel like, and I feel like that's Alabama. Get, uh, Alabama. Well, they're still yeah. they're still they're trying to move towards a more fast paced offense with Lane Kiffin over there. Um, right. So again, um, linemen and running backs. I mean, even if we're the second best team to come to, that's still going to help recruiting immensely. I mean, immensely. If we get that's Alabama scraps, that's fine. Sure, whatever. That's still going to be some five star talent. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Yeah, Alabama can't sign all of them. Mm-mm. You know, what's funny is, you know, when Bielema was hired, you know, everybody wanted, you know, a coach that ran the hurry up, no huddle because they felt like that fit Arkansas because not many teams did it. But now, you know, because Arkansas is so hard, you know, smaller school, it's hard to recruit uh, as well. But now, you know, his style is the, you know, it's different from everybody else's. So it's kind of the uh, minority now versus, you know, when he was first hired, you know, everybody wanted the hurry up, no huddle. So it kind of benefits us now. Yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of power running teams in the NCAA, you know what I mean, that are more right. prestigious than us, I feel like. Not too many, I would say, at least. Well, we've almost gone back the other way. It's almost like what Mark Cuban's done in the NBA. He, you know, everybody always hoards their cap space, and they try to get players off the cap, you know, and to try to make a run at LeBron or Carmelo or Anthony. Well, Cuban decided four years ago that he was just going to go the other way, and if you're trying to dump a good player, he's just going to take that guy and beat you with him, and that's how they won the 2011 title. I love it. Tyson Chandler, Tyson Chandler, Sean Marion. Um, again, offensive linemen are important because if you can control the line of scrimmage, you can win a lot of ball games. Yeah. Um, and we still got some youth on that line. We've got some really good backs. And, again, like, you know, receivers need an upgrade. I'm, I'm not sold on B.A., but uh, I'm sold on Ty Story. Oh, man. Oh, can we shit, talk, oh, my. Can we talk about Ty Story for a minute? I looked at those stats, oh. and I, I couldn't even control myself. Like, I was just like, wait a minute. I can't even fathom these numbers. And here's the thing. He, you know, he, he plays in a, he plays in, in 3A, the 3A. So there's not going to be a lot of great teams there. But he he sliced up some high, high-end competition in the non-con. He beat Shiloh Christian so bad. It was 55-7 to 7 when they pulled him from the game. Ty Story is that dude. Yeah, Ty Story is the truth, I think. Showed out too, so it's, it's not just like he's doing against, you know, 3A competition. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I mean, they they were 15-0 and 0 last year in 3A. Um, I, I covered one of their playoff games, and he looked – I mean, it was, he was big and tall and strong, and he just – I mean, he just uh, – uh, it, it was a – I mean, it was a – it was something. Like I said, he he and, and, and he's a smart kid and like I said, I, I'm just I'm excited for the Ty Story era. I'm excited to see I'm just excited. I, I really am. Like, you know, w- once we get that and we get an upgraded receiver, my man KJ Hill's coming, Chris uh Will Bragg's Gragg. coming. Chris Gragg's coming back. Chris, Gra- Chris Gragg's coming back. Oh, we just forfeited every game. <laughs> There's an eligibility um, issue going on, I feel like. <laughs> we've got so basically, um good times are coming. You know, and, and hey, Hey, and I'm, I'm going to say, like I said, they might be coming this year. Honestly, I, I, I'm not going to take losing to the number six team in the country at a neutral site in overtime. Uh, I'm not I'm not jumping off the cliff anymore. I, I believe we'll get to six. I believe we'll be in Memphis. I believe we'll do a hog cast preview and recap from Memphis, Tennessee, or oh, West so Memphis. so excited. Or West Memphis, Arkansas on New Year. What is it, the 30th this year? Yep. It's the th- 29th, I, I believe 29th, we're gonna 29th. Get, 29th. I believe we're going to get to do that. I, I, I mean, and you know what? I will gladly go out there and – well, I mean, 
I'll probably be covering the game, so I'm not really going to freeze. But <laughs> I'll, I'll be... freeze my butt off. Whatever. Me and Kobe will be there. Yeah, I remember the last one. You know, it was worth it. <sighs> God, oh I've never been more cold in my life. That's the coldest game by far. No, ever. Like the coldest game. I've, <laughs> I, I've been. Co- I've been to. I've been to an Arkansas game in the sleet in hell before in Starkville, Mississippi, and that <laughs> game was far. Mississippi or uh, the Liberty Bowl was far colder. It was a. Uh, it was chill. Like it was like teeth chatteringly, so much that like when I. I didn't sit down a lot during the game. Logan didn't either. But like, oh, God, no. when when we did, it was like a solid. It was it was it was incredible. It was it, it was, was also uh, it was also the most boring game to watch ever. By the way, <laughs> Petrino's yeah. offense was stale. We could, we were trying to throw cinder blocks out there. It felt like nobody could catch, nobody could throw. And Mount throws well, miles per hour, and you know, <laughs> Mount's throwing a ninety mile an hour fastball down the middle. Yard pass. <laughs> Ryan would be the worst baseball pitcher ever because his fastball is 100 and his changeup is 98. Just, all right, here we go. Just just get ready for it. Yeah. Ryan, hey, you're wearing these catcher's bits out, man. We've had to do three already. Oh, I can't do it. Sorry. Um, so, you know, like uh, the, the worst part is I don't know if I've told you guys. I really don't like Texas A&M. God, I don't um, either. I don't like anybody. I don't I like anybody this, from though. that old conference. I will say this. I love Kevin Sumlin. I love that guy. I do, too. I love that dude. I do, too. He's one of my favorite. Great he's probably, coach. He's probably my favorite coach in the SEC, besides besides probably Bielema, because I just love Club Burke so much. He's got his crap figured out. Uh, he's a smart guy. His offense works. His system works. Like, you he, know, everybody thought he was just coasting on, on Johnny football. His system works. I yeah, mean, I look. think he's a system guy, kind of like BP. I mean, BP developed quarterbacks, and I think – I think someone's going to do the same thing. I mean, Kenny Hill came out of nowhere and looks like a yeah. uh, Johnny Manziel reincarnate. Well, well, you look at what A&M lost last year, too. They lost, what, three first-round picks, two linemen, Johnny Football himself, uh, Mike Evans, big receiver. Um, they haven't – have they missed a beat? I haven't no. seen them miss a beat. No, I mean, I mean they're, better. they're probably better. I think they're better. They, they almost slipped up against us, but, you know, maybe we just, you know. I think, um, I think we're a lot better, too, though. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they – I was listening to the national media, and um, you know they seem, you know, to think A and M's like a legit, like top five team, even after our game. So that just shows how much respect they have for I us. Mean, I, I saw somebody in the, I, I texted you guys about it. There was somebody in the AP poll that actually voted us number twelve, even though we've lost two games, just because of who we lost to and how we look. You know, you know the the most amazing stat continues to be this: the SEC West has lost three games this year. They've all been to each other. Oh, uh, so what are the odds we go undefeated this year? The SEC West. I can see oh, it. I, mean, I can see it. Until until bowl season or I, just in general? In general, I can see it. Well, they're all legit teams, man. Can we handle Mizzou and Georgia? Yeah, that's that's the that's the weakest link. Can, can we beat them too? Pressure's on us. Yeah, the pressure is on us, yeah. I think. I don't see any other team losing besides us. The fact remains, it's almost October and we're we're just three and two, and that's fine, but we've lost the two top six teams. You can't hate too um, much. And, yeah, and then LSU, they got they slipped up and they got beat by Mississippi State at home. But maybe Mississippi State's just good and LSU's just having a. So basically, if you keep it all now, the downside obviously is for the SEC at large. Mm-hmm. You're out here beating each other up, yep. and and that sort of takes the luster away. But I don't think I I just don't see it that way. I see I think Alabama's really good. I think Auburn's really good. I think A and M's really good. I think Mississippi State and Ole Miss are pretty good. Yep. So I think the problem is that. It's almost like an NFL system where you've got all these teams beating each other up. And, like, I mean, I would take a two-loss Alabama or Auburn over some of these other slum dogs from the Big Ten or which who may, who may be frozen out of the playoff oh, the anyway. Big Ten, the Big Ten needs to get iced out, dude. I really thought NC State was going to beat Jameis Winston, y'all. I thought it was going to happen, man. I was so happy. Florida State how troll, does not look the same. How, how troll is it going to be if all four – 
playoff teams are from the SEC. Oh, you know, maybe man. one from the East slips up and gets in. How trolls are going to be? Oh, no East team's and, getting in, bro. Let's be honest. <laughs> let, 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 let's say Georgia runs the table. Let's um, say Georgia, you know. They're not going to make it through Little Rock, baby. Logan's <laughs> got a right helmet now. in the air right now. <laughs> oh, my. Um, I mean, let's just say Georgia writes the ship. Okay, they'll be 11 and 1. Let's say, I mean, but man, they're going to have to lose the championship game. That'll probably bump them back. But they're still going to be 11 and 2 if they lose that game. That's not, you know, I think that's still. I could see. I don't know the East, I, though. I the East would drag it down. I could see Alabama and Auburn both getting in, probably. I think that's what ends up happening. So one of them, they're both undefeated going to the last game. One of them loses the Iron Bowl. Yeah, and then the other one wins the SEC championship game, and then they both get in. I think that's what happens. I don't see, I don't see A and M making that alive, um, but who knows? I mean, I think honestly, the, the the funniest thing about this is I think Arkansas and LSU game is for the last spot in the SEC West. I legitimately think that. I think the loser of that game finishes last in the SEC West. You might be right. And that's that's amazing. If you told me a couple years ago that LSU could finish last in the SEC West. They even have a shot at it. That's just out of control. You know, LSU wasn't very good when I first started watching the Razorback. This was in the mid-90s. Um, but that should never happen with the, with the talent they get down there. And I'm not saying it's Miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's been there a long time. They've always been quality. Well, look at the gauntlet um, is that is the SEC West. Everybody's good. You can slip up. You know what I mean? It happens, yeah. And if, if you come to if you come to work with less than a – with less than a, a good – you know, like – and you're not, you're not focused, you're not ready to go, then – you're um you're gonna get beat. Yeah, LSU's pretty uh, young. LSU found out. LSU's pretty young too, I believe. Um, I know they had a lot of rookies playing in that game against Wisconsin. Um, so they're gonna have some growth, I guess, kind of like we had. Um, Actually, let's uh let's take a quick whip around on the SEC at the week uh the week coming up because we're off. Uh, so we'll um. Yeah, I don't need to we'll, preview we'll, Alabama yet. <laughs> can we count by right, as a yeah. win? <laughs> yeah, can well, we count that as a win? <laughs> Yeah, no, we're going to beat up on the bye week this week. Hell yeah. They set the spread Arkansas minus 28. Let me see if I can find this SEC grid schedule, and we'll just go through and do some uh, – Well, I know the first one's going to be Ole Miss, Alabama. Oh, are are, are they playing football this week? I haven't heard anything about it. Oh, it's all over, dude. (laughs) Game day's going to be there? Man, it's going to be Uh, Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of the Ole Miss people are upset because they they require like a quarter's worth of the Grove to set up in. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> oh, we got college game day the, coming for the first time ever. Let's let's gripe about it. Whatever. Oh, let's go. We're, we're, you know, hey, tell you what. Why don't we let y'all slide back in when we play Presbyterian at home? Okay, how about that? <laughs> yeah. how, how about you take the um, how about you take this exposure and uh, you make the best of it? Like 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 college game day is a big deal. How about that? You want to do that? Uh, anyway, I don't. All think, right, so uh, I think uh, about the old Alabama Ole Miss game. I think Alabama's pretty legit, and I don't know how I, I don't know, I don't know how good Memphis is, but I watched that Memphis Ole Miss game. And it was like watching paint dry. I don't really think Ole Miss is a – I think they're a good team, but they're not nearly good enough to beat Alabama, I don't think. I don't think it's even going to be close. No, I don't either. Uh, I'm going to say Alabama 30, Ole Miss 7. Colby, what you got? I, I actually think it's going to be a close game. You know, I think Ole Miss is going to be hot. This is kind of like their this is their big game of the year. Super game Bowl. I do it's think sure. Alabama will win. I think it will be probably 31-21. I don't. I just don't see. I don't see Ole Miss scoring more than ten points. Uh, their offense looked a bit. Actually, I might have. I might have overshot Alabama though. They Ole Miss defense is legitimate. Uh, yeah. As I was telling y'all in the group text that day, uh, Memphis has had an interesting. You know, they're still playing money games mm-hmm. against. Uh, you know, they they played at UCLA and lost by a touchdown. Who I think's overrated, mm-hmm. but they they're are. certainly better than Memphis. They're certainly better than Memphis though. Mm-hmm. Um, more talent, things like that. So you know, they played in there with that. Uh, um, 
and then you know Ole Miss, they hung in there with them seven three, and it was like watching paint dry. But I think you just had two two defenses just digging their heels in a little bit. Um, I wouldn't jump off a ledge on a Rebel fan. I just don't see how they score enough against Alabama. Yeah. I think it'd be like a twenty one ten bout with Alabama winning because I don't see I, see I don't think Ole Miss scores more than ten. I really don't. They they were not moving the ball well against Memphis, and Alabama's a whole other ball game. Okay, game number two, uh, SEC this week. We're going to have Auburn, LSU. This one's on the Plains. Colby, what you got? Um, I'm going Auburn, 38-17. 38-17, Tigers over the Tiger, the Bayou Bengals of LSU. <laughs> Logan. Yeah, I'm going to go pretty high. I think, I think Gus gets like 42 points on these guys. I don't think LSU keeps it close at all. I think it's like 42-21, to 21, something like that. Probably a little revenge from last year, you know, being an Auburn. Yes. Uh, only loss, I guess it's besides the national championship game, but uh, we don't, there. We don't count that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm glad, Cole, because because that was my uh, th- th- that was my thought too, Cole. I, I was gonna say, you know, I don't think Gus. I think Gus has a long memory, and I think um, I think he names a score Saturday night. I think uh, I I think they score into the 40s. Yeah, I'm, like I don't know an exact score. I'm gonna give me 45, 17, uh, Auburn and Gus. Very nice. Um. Here, here's here's your Eastern uh, Division Championship game, <laughs> and no one cares. Uh, Florida, Tennessee, from Neyland Stadium. That is a dumpster fire. No one's gonna watch that. <laughs> you know that monster's gonna be on six o'clock on ESPN somewhere. Too. I mean, I guess Tennessee, but it's gonna ESPN. be the worst game ever. You're not gonna watch that game? God, no. I'd rather go do anything else. <laughs> oh, I apologize. No, Georgia, Tennessee was last week. This is a. Uh, you, you no, said Florida, Florida, Tennessee. You yeah, said Florida, said, Tennessee. Florida, Florida. Yeah, I was on the wrong one. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Tennessee wins. Cause I think Florida's terrible. So, but I think Tennessee's equally terrible. But I don't. I'm not sold on. They're, they're I don't at think, home and I'm Tennessee not, hung in there with Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sold on Muschamp either. I don't think he makes it out alive. He almost lost to Kentucky. So. Yeah, I don't think he makes it out of that. He's not going to be the coach next year, probably. Coles, what do you got? I'm 21-17 Tennessee. I just think uh, Tennessee's too much, and the way Florida's been playing, um, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, uh, about anybody can except Kentucky and Vanderbilt right now. They're probably I'm the like, uh, 12th best team in the league, in my opinion. I think this is a an interesting game because I think you've got two programs going in opposite directions. I think you got Tennessee. I think they've got a good coach. I think they've got some talent coming in. I think good times are coming back to, to Rocky Top. And I think Florida's descending. Um, and really, they probably wish they had just lost to Kentucky so they could have rid of themselves of Muschamp. Yeah. Nothing sucks like a big orange, but in this game, I'm going to roll with the Vols 31, and I'm going to give Florida a 10. Yeah, Tennessee can get back to their glory days of winning seven games a year. All right, Tennessee won national championship. I don't want to hear it. They, had, they caught every uh, – next game, Georgia, Vanderbilt. This one's between the hedges in Athens, Georgia. Uh, this is – Georgia can pick their score. Yeah, I agree. Well, the, the, Colby, do you have any dissenting opinion? <laughs> I was going to say about 38 to 3, Georgia, you know, lets off the gas. Rick sort of e- eases off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, here, here's another one. I think that they can name their score, and I think they will. Uh, we've got South Carolina traveling to Lexington to play Kentucky. Oh, no, this is a close game. This is going to be a close one. Oh, this is going oh. to be a classic in Lexington. I think Kentucky pulls this one out. This is going to be, I like Stoops. <laughs> I like Stoops. I think old ball coach just blows a gasket. And Stoops pulls out the win by three. Logan's got Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Colbs. Oh, Logan stole my upset. So <laughs> I'm going oh. with South Carolina winning 24-27. Wow. So, see, I actually think the head ball coach is going to be back to work this week. I think he's going to look I think they bounce back. 
He's going to throw somebody under the bus. I think they're going to win 27-13. It's not going to be pretty, but they are going to win the ball game, I, I believe. <laughs> the, way um, we, the way we play is just embarrassing. <laughs> you know, we just ain't very good. We just ain't real good. Y'all, we just ain't real good. This is the worst but, win I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> now, 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 we sort of we, throw, we sort of shaded out. Um, we sort of shaded out Ole Miss Alabama earlier. We all think it could be a slight mismatch, but here's a real legitimate game. I it's going to happen in Starkville. It's going to happen in Starkville. It's going to be Texas A&M and Mississippi State. Bulldogs. Cobra, who you got? Um, this, one's a bit, this is the tough one. It's probably the toughest. Um, I agree. The toughest. I'm looking game. forward to it. That's the best game on that weekend, I say. Um, you know, I'm going with um, – I'm going to go with Texas A&M. I know Mississippi State's, uh, I think, center's out for the game. I could be wrong. I'm going to go with A&M. I think it's going to be uh, uh, 42-45 uh, A&M. Mm. Yeah, honestly, I don't think uh, Mississippi State's defense is good as ours, uh, believe that or not. And I think AM scores about 45, 44 points and wins 44-28. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on uh, A&M. I'm, I'm a believer. I believe in someone. I think the system works. I think I think State, um, I think they got a good team, don't get me wrong, and I think it'll be a, a fantastic scene uh, in Starkville. Uh, I just don't think they have the horses. Like, I think – I think Dak will make some plays, um, but I think that we're looking at a um, – give me A&M 38, give me State 24. All right. I think that's all the SEC games left, right? That's it. Those are the only ones. Um, of course, you know, Arkansas is on a bye week this year. This week we're going to get ready for um, – we're going to get ready for Alabama's visit to Fayetteville on October 11th. Big game, obviously. And, um, you know, uh, what do you guys want to see against Alabama? This will be the last one. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, we'll just do, what some, do, want to see? We'll do some quick ones because we'll have another episode next week talking about the game. Right. But um, I think uh, we, need to, we need to try and establish the running game against them. I know that's uh, hard to really do because they're Alabama. But um, we seem to find a way to keep our guys fresh, too, in the secondary because I really do think that was a big big deal as well against A&M. We can't let that happen again. Mm-hmm. I honestly Colby. think we match up better with Alabama than we do in A and M with A and M, but you know I know Alabama's got a lot more studs, you know, as far as like running backs and stuff. You know, I think um, uh, I, I kind of want to see you know the kind of balance we've seen the last two games against a better defense like Alabama, some hitting that play action and uh, continuing to you know get about five yards of carry like we have been, and you know that'll definitely make me feel a little better that we've done it against a defense like Alabama. And as far as defense, you know, just kind of. Um, prevent the big plays like we have and uh, keep Cooper, you know, kind of contain him and, you know, slow down their run. I mean, you know, I know I don't think we're going to win, but, you know, just something, you know, encourage us, you know, going into Georgia. Yeah. I, th- I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a good crowd. I think people are excited again. I think they have reason to be excited. I think um, I'm kind of like y'all. Like, I, I think you're going to see two teams that are almost like um, like a mirror image of each other, you know, sort of tough between the tackles. And I'm not sure that it doesn't favor us in the way that, you know, we want to shorten the game because we saw that our defense isn't as deep, certainly not as deep as Alabama. You know, Saban's really built a monster down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can shorten the game, shorten, you know, limit possessions and things like that, and just, you know, here's the thing. I didn't feel like against A&M kicking field goals was going to be uh, – was going was gonna, to uh, win the game. I feel like Alabama – I can roll with that. Look, I can roll with field goals. We may need to burn the redshirt off this guy. We got the number two kicker in the country, and we redshirted him. It may be time to burn that redshirt and pull that bug out. You know, I wonder if it's, you know, I was listening to a bunch of the, you know, uh, local um, 
media people from uh, Arkansas, and they were asking about the kicker. But they said um, Henson beat him out, like even on kicks when they watched practice, he'd make one more than him. So I don't know. If I will say Henson's this: Tahada made a lot of kicks in practice too. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the kid I want to see kick. All right, I watched this kid kick for three years when I went to Greenwood games. Adam McFain can kick the freaking football. Mm-hmm. Like he can kick the ball. He does our kickoffs. I would give that dude a shot to kick some field goals. He hit he hit a couple fifty yarders in high school. Dude can kick. I think they need to definitely uh, try, you know, somebody different. You know, he missed uh, a 30-yarder against – I know it was against one of the cupcakes, but he missed that. So this one against NIU, and he missed, yeah. obviously, the big one against A&M. So, yeah, so we, I think, we might want to rethink something there. If it was a little closer, I'd feel a little better, you know. Um, but, you know, I definitely – you don't know if maybe he's better closer distance and they have they get another kicker. Um, he, he wasn't even close to making that one, dude. Like, as soon as he hit it, it was way off. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. No, it wasn't. Well – all right, guys, we need to wrap this show up. Um, next week, we'll probably get some more in-depth analysis on Alabama, uh, kind of see how all the matchups work and see how Alabama fared against Ole Miss as well, kind of one of their biggest games so far. Um, go check us out on thehogcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Chuck, you got anything? Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we, we keep gaining uh, subscribers. We keep gaining people listening. We're getting some useful feedback. And, um you know, if you're interested in being on, if you're interested in, you know, you know, opportunities, you know, advertising, anything like that, you know, don't hesitate to contact us. We can work something out. Yeah, follow and, us uh, on uh, follow us on Twitter at the Hogcast, and then we also have a Facebook page, same thing, the Hogcast. So uh, try to get. It's, it's two thousand. It's two thousand fourteen, guys. We're easy to get a hold of. Okay? Yeah, we're gonna try to start being more uh, vocal on social media. I need to get Chuck on board with that. Um, once we get that going, we'll uh, hopefully get you guys more feedback that way as well. So uh, well, that's, thanks. that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm a uh, Chuck Livingston, and I'm Logan. And thanks, Colby, again for showing up. We'll yeah, probably have him. Right. We'll probably have him again on the show. Pretty good uh, insight. No, 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 no chance. Maybe after a win, you know. Uh, after a win, we're gonna yeah. bring that dude back after Alabama. Burn yeah. Lundquist us like 62 to. <laughs> oh, oh my! Oh my! Well, all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye. I'll be good. <laughs>